Welcome to Confidently Weird. I'm JJ. I'm Bo. And I'm Kim Kim. And this is your podcast to explore the curious and cryptic. Bizarre and mysterious. Eerie and unusual. Sit back and relax as we delve into our very own world of weird. Hello, my fellow weirdos. This is Bull, and today I am presenting the Bunyip. Okay, so the Bunyip is an Australian lake monster that is in roughly New South Wales and Victoria, um, Australia, but it is seen, it has been seen throughout all of Australia. Uh, the first sighting was in 1818, and the most recent sighting was only in 1852, so it's not a very big window. The Bunyip are also known as the Cayenne Prati, sorry for mispronunciation, and is a creature of the Aboriginal mythology from Australia. It's said to live in swamps and creeks and water holes, that type of thing. And it translates from the Wemba Wemba language to devil or evil spirit. Now, let me preface the rest of this by saying that this is this website's, um, the cryptids with a Z fandom website's uh, definition of uh, Bunyip. I have also heard that they are neutral. I've heard... Mostly that they're evil, but some have seen neutral. Uh, physical descriptions of the bunyip vary. Some say it has a dog-like face and dark fur, or a horse-like tail, flippers, walrus-like tusks, a crocodile-like head, and a duck-like bill. And there's even claims that it resembles a snake with a beard. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, while its wide range of descriptions make it difficult to determine its appearance, it is agreed that it's aquatic-based. I was thinking some sort of prehistoric uh, platypus, almost. Like, in my mind, like that's what kind of popped up to me because of some of the, the descriptors. But... That was so, just my thought. I guess I have to ask, what yeah. what about it makes people perceive that it's evil or demonic? Like, um, I am getting to that, but it, it the word translates to that in the Wemba Wemba language, but I'm not sure if it why it's that word yet. And this is the history of it, so we may find that. Um, the earliest account of the Bunyip occurred in 1818 when the explorers James Meehan and Hamilton Hume discovered large bones in the Lake Bathurst in New South Wales. They didn't know what to call it, but they described it, the remains, as being similar to a manatee or a hippo. Um, so they, they didn't call it a bunyip at the time, but they did 
for some reason think that a manatee or hippo look similar enough. I was going to say, manatee or hippo is kind of a range. Yeah, that's like, what I thought, too. What, large and aquatic? Yeah. And if it's just the bones? Yeah, that's bones are very misleading. Yeah. Then, in the mid-1830s, fossilized bones were first discovered by George Rankin and later by Thomas Mitchell in New South Wales in the Wellington Caves. And uh, they identified the fossils as marsupials. Um, but in July of 1845, uh, Geelong Advertiser, which I'm assuming is some sort of media group, uh, described the bunyip in great detail, and it was the first time the, the phrase had been coined. In January of 1847, an unusual skull was found on the... I'm going to butcher this, and I'm sorry. Murrumbidgee River Banks near Balrandal, New South Wales. This all happens in New South Wales. It's not that big of a region either. Where several um, experts identify the skull as a deformed foal or calf. And people put it on exhibition in the Australian Museum in Sydney as evidence of a bunyip. One legend uh, says that a man named Bunyip broke the rainbow serpent's greatest law by eating his totem animal. And banished by the spirit Biami, the man became an, became an evil spirit that lured tribesmen and their livestock into water so he could eat them. So that's where the evil comes from, Kim Kim. In 19, or excuse me, in 1857, an article titled The Bunyip was put into a newspaper and reported on by the drawings made by Edwin Stockweller. And he had submitted drawings and they noted a likeness of the bunyip, or rather the view of the neck and shoulders of the animal. And they said that the bunyip is a large freshwater seal having two small padules or fins attached to the shoulder, a long swan-like neck, a head like a dog, a curious bag hanging under the jaw resembling the pouch of a pelican. The animal is covered with hair, like a platypus, which I had kind of thought of initially, and the color is a glossy black. And apparently Mr. Stockweller saw at least six of these at different times throughout his life. And his boat was within 30 feet of one near McGuire's punt on the Goldburn. And he fired at the bunyip. But he did not succeed in catching them. The smallest that they have appeared is about five foot in length. And the largest exceed 15 feet. The head, <laughs> the head of the largest was about the size of a bollock's head and three feet out of water. I don't know. I, a, a bollock? Yeah, I think it's a type of fish. Oh, okay. I, I think it's like a catfish. If I'm, oh, all right. Like that. I'm pretty sure there's a catfish named that. I'm just saying what I'm reading. <laughs> um, Got you. And... After taking a sketch of the animal, he showed it to several people of the Goldburn tribe, 
who declared the picture was Bunyip's brother, meaning a duplicate or likeness of the Bunyip. And then they move against the current. Bunyip's move against the current at a rate about seven miles an hour. And he could, Mr. Stockcaller states he could have approached the, the specimens very closely before they would take off. And had he been not deterred by stories from the natives concerning the power and fury of the Bunyip, and by the fact his gun only had a single barrel, his boat would have caught up to it and he would have gotten one. Possible explanation is that it could have been a misidentification of a known species, such as a leopard or elephant seal, cassowaries, and Australian bitterns. Um, Or it could be a surviving diprodotan or other extinct Australian marsupials. So, what are your guys' thoughts and stuff on that? I find it very interesting um, that this creature more or less only existed for about 15 years yeah i um part of me when you're describing it several different times the thing that kept poking in my head was maybe a, a pygmy hippopotamus yeah oh because yeah that's what i was thinking was some sort of like dwarfism in an animal that's known but they didn't recognize yeah like a like a pygmy hippopotamus you know it's very possible that it lived for 15 20 years yeah um many times people say oh i caught her or killed her or whatever or you know this and that and story but um you know black in color giving the size of his head the marsupial part kind of threw me off but mm-hmm. again they, then after 15 years they say they found its skeleton which they say oh it can be this or that but you know i feel like it could have been a, a normal animal mm-hmm. that was either disformed or like you said, dwarfism is something that they thought was something else that lived in the water. Yeah. Um, and I think it just looked kind of weird. And so they automatically thought maybe it was evil. When they just... Yeah, like, they do that. Or it know, was aggressive. Or was it being, oh, hippos are aggressive. Exactly. Horrendously. Yeah. You know, they're like murderous. So I can see... <laughs> yeah. I mean, they are not the puppies of the water. So... No. no. Um, but, you know, it's, it's interesting that, you know, the Binion came and went very quickly and yeah. every and like everybody say oh i claim i caught or killed it or whatever or almost caught it it's like you know the i think it'd be the the want of the clout of catching this thing yeah i think it was bigger than what it actually was mm-hmm. it's interesting yeah i couldn't find a ton of different stuff i i did look and stuff but i i couldn't find really much yeah so this is not what I was thinking of, actually, when I thought of a bunyip. What did you think of? The charmed thing? No. Okay. No, the, like, I, I remember some, like, really intense and kind of scary lore about this. I mean, okay, agreed. All the, the almost all of the descriptions of the bunyip are absolutely hideous. And so is whatever I'm thinking of, but it would, like, pull children to the depths and kill them yeah and this might i'm not sure but it didn't say much and like kim Kim said it was only active for like 30 some odd years or something or 20 some odd years oh i thought i thought you said 15 
It was uh, 1918, or excuse me, 1818 to 1852, I think. Oh, okay. I thought oh. I thought you said 18, like 30 something, 1852 or something. But, still. you know, still, it could be like, you know, like, I'm, I'm still going with hippo. They, they can live like 35 years, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like. Or it could have, you know, or it could have been more than, it could have happened more than one. It could have been, yeah. you know, like yeah. family or something. It could have been a family or, or right. They um, wouldn't be the first family to be. You know, inbred and deformed. Mm-hmm. Right, not, and then that, was, that right. sounded terrible, but I didn't mean. But that's true. It could have been inbred and deformed, and mm-hmm. then people hunting them for the clout could have just extinct them really fast. Yeah, I would like to show you to a picture that was on this website to get your reaction, and we can post it on. I'll put it on the Instagram. The Instagram or one of the other sites, but this is an artist depiction of. Oh dear, a bunyip. Oh That's wow, that not is what I expected. Okay, I mean, furry got the things. I'm bothered that it's not black. It, it could be it said that it would be black, <laughs> black fur. I mean, know, it's um, fur. I don't know what creature that could be like malformed to to look like. You know, I, once there were so many discussions hippo, though. I can see a like. Maybe a hippo that was young or something, because mm-hmm. a lot of animals or when furred. yeah, a lot of animals when young have fur, especially right. newborn animals. That is true. They keep them warm until their fat grows up. Exactly, and, and I mean, yeah, it's in Australia, it's semi close to the equator, but I don't know if it would be, uh, yeah, cool enough there, you know. But that thing looked creepy. It did look like. Yeah. Um, it looked like if Schmigo pumped on like the steroid juice for a couple of Yeah. Days. It got yeah. furry. Yeah. Yeah. Gollum. You know, okay. <laughs> I could see though from the descriptions, and I'm sorry, a snake with a beard is the weirdest thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought of when I heard that, I, I was like, wait, what? who was the guy that sent the snakes into the ocean or something? I was like, is that the leader or something? Right. <laughs> In the Bible. But yeah. I digress. I am. Um, but I could easily see this being also like a malformed family of like seals or walruses. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they belong there, right. but at the same time, that could be part of the issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be a mutation because maybe one was brought, maybe it got lost, maybe, you know. Yeah, caught in a current. Something, yeah. And. This was 100 years or 200 years ago now that um, it happened. So, you know, things might have been a little different back then, too. Yeah. Yeah. Socially. And also, in a time frame like that, there is the problem with researching. It's so Mm -hmm. easy to research anything now. Mm -hmm. But if someone sees a seal and they're like, I saw this weird thing, it had sleek black fur and it had Mm -hmm. like, teeth and then they wind up someone else sees a baby hippo and they go oh my god i saw the creature too and they give a totally different description but at the same time it's close enough and weird enough and they're both in new south wales Mm -hmm. and it could be too not necessarily fur but like sea sludge yeah you know because it said like a black oily fur so it could be like sea sludge or this is in australia yeah in um new south wales australia hey look at this 
You want to read it out loud? It was. It looks kind of like it. And then if you scroll down, it origin was Nakshaya. Oh yeah, that's what Bo said. A um, leftover diprotodon. Yes. Yeah. 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 I just looked it up, and it's like it looks very similar to the mm-hmm. picture you showed, and is essentially a giant wombat. Yeah. It was huge. It was a marsupial. Mm. It was water dwelling, mm. and it origins was Australia. It very mm. possibly just could have been this animal, right? Yeah. And especially the skeleton. Yeah, and since it was such a short period of time that it was seen, yeah, you know those could have been the very last ones of ever, too, ever, which is right. very sad to that think about. Sad, because you know yeah. they're they are now extinct, and mm. it's very possible that. They were so near extinct that no one had ever seen one. Right. And never seeing a creature, they just all freaked out about what it was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and now it is extinct. It does, so that's very possible that it could have been this unfortunate animal that they just hunted to extinction. Yeah. That's, re- that's really sad to think about, though. And It is, yeah. But. Like, that's that's almost, almost like a piece of ancient times because it's not. Yeah. It's not what we have now. Right. The animals and, are smaller now. And it's so close to our time, yeah. too. It's almost on the same page as rhinos in the wild. Mm-hmm. You know, they're virtually extinct, where they might have been virtually extinct back then, and there was, like, maybe three in the wild. And had they had out breeding programs right. they might still exist but yeah. unfortunately that's a like how would you feel thing. like you know if you were just hiking through maine and you found a tasmanian tiger right you, know, you wouldn't you wouldn't know what that animal mm-hmm. is and you probably would say it's a monster with yeah. sharp things and yeah it could be the last one existing ever you know i mean i wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the things we do research on here are going to be semi-extinct or thought extinct mm-hmm. creatures Especially if the um, time frames go back to the 1700s. Yeah. 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 Back before photography and videos and mm-hmm. obviously digital stuff, but back when people just had to draw and write it. Yeah. And imagination and, runs wild. Yeah. And oh, memory can faith. be messed yeah. up too. Especially traumatized memory. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, something to a child looks ginormous compared to something that's an adult, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's about perspective, too. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Even when you are the child, when you grow and you're like, it was massive. And then, you know, you go back to the zoo and you're like, oh, well, it's pretty big, I guess. Right, yeah. (laughs) You just grew, right. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. just it's the feeling that it's massive but it's because it's compared to you i mean an elephant's always going to be massive in when you look at it face to face but if you're thinking about something like a maybe a seal they're not they're they're large Mm -hmm. but maybe not as large as you would think when you're five yeah exactly well that's my info on the bunion love it Yet another creature I don't want to run into. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> and, sadly, we probably never will. If, yeah. if it's an actual animal. If it's yeah. a cryptid, you never know. You never know. You never know. Thank you for journeying with us. To carry on, find our links and join us at linktr.ee slash confidentlyweirdpodcast. Send your stories, requests, and suggestions to our email, 
Confidently Weird Podcast at Yahoo.com. Until next time, be safe, be kind, and as always, be confidently weird.